This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley right from the logo. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today is a good day. Uh, and so was yesterday, actually. The Buffs are making moves, and uh, I don't know. Good news just feels so much better now than it did in the past. Like, I think I'm really going to appreciate this stuff so much more going forward. But yes, good news. Uh, two pieces of good news for the football team. One, massive piece of big news or good news for the uh, basketball team. We're going to dig into all that. Uh, We also got to get to the DraftKings pick of the week, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, And uh, yeah, that's kind of the plan for today. But first, I got to tell you more. One of my favorite partners because they let me talk about my balls on a podcast. And what more could you ask for? Um, So, uh, Manscaped, incredible company. They do everything they can to keep men up to par. Not even above. See, par is one of those weird ones. Like, would you say they keep you below par because that would actually mean that you're golfing well, or would they say above par? Um, even though I don't know, it just sounds better because it's above. I'm not sure, but whichever one of those things is better than par is what Manscaped will do to everything that's between your knees. And your uh, belt. And also, like, if you have chest hair, back hair, I don't have that yet. I had, like, eight or nine chest hairs. Took care of those real quick with the lawnmower 3.0. Haven't had to deal with them at all since. But my time will come, I hope. Otherwise, I'll just be a boy forever. Uh, so Manscaped. Go to their website, manscaped.com. Uh, use the code DMVR20 when you check out. Check out the Lawnmower 3.0. Check out the Crop Preserver. Check out the Perfect Package 3.0 that has all of my favorite products all in one little spot. Um, again, code DMVR20. That's 20% off your purchase and free shipping at manscaped.com. Don't let it go to waste. Okay, uh, now we're to the toughest part of the podcast, and that's the part where we decide whether we go with the good news or the really great news first. Um, Let's go with the really good news. 
and uh, that is that the Buffs basketball team has the number six recruiting class in the country uh, for 2021. So before we jump into what happened today, let's go back and talk about what happened um, a a long time ago, Uh, actually in October when Lawson Lovering, a center, a seven-footer, a true seven-footer out of Wyoming, committed to Colorado. So that happened for a couple of reasons. First of all, because Colorado basketball is in a great place, because Tad Boyle has turned that into one of the most stable situations in the entire country. And you know what? Stable isn't the word that you want to be used to describe your program. Like, it's right up there with the best ones. But you'd prefer something like Dynasty or just like Dominant, something like that. Stable is a very good spot. Like, that's a top 5 to 10 term that you could label a program with. And that's where Colorado was. And still is, and still is. I'm not going to say anything crazy. But um, Lawson Lovering, a 7-footer out of Wyoming, committed to Colorado in October. And at the time, people were excited, but the hype really wasn't all that big. At the time, you know, he, he, he was a 7-footer, and that was exciting but he really wasn't known at all outside of Colorado. Um, he, he had offers from Baylor and San Diego State, but there weren't any big names really uh, competing with the Buffs, and, and that's why people kind of overlooked it. Um, since then, things have changed. He's just consistently moved up all of the recruiting boards, um, all of them. And very consistently, to the point where now he is the number one prospect in Wyoming. He is the number nine center in the entire country. And he's the number 52 player overall in uh, the United States in the class of 21. Number 52. And this is all according to the 24-7 sports composite ranking, which pulls in the ESPN ranking and the 24-7 ranking and the rivals ranking, turns it all into one ranking. And um, it's not because... I, I trust 24-7 over anybody else. It's because that just blends everything together and makes it easy for me to not have to pick a side. Um, so that's what's happening there. Lawson Lovering is gaining so much steam and is right now a four-star prospect. And his composite grade, his rating is 9783. 0.9783. Again, only 52, or he's the 52nd player. That means only 51 players in the country are better than him. Today... The Buffs signed one of those 51 players, Quincy Allen from Washington, D.C., a place they don't normally recruit, um, is a .9802. That gets him up to number 48 in the country, the number 10 small forward, the, the number one player in D.C. Um, it's huge. Um, it's so huge. This is a guy who has real NBA potential, like one and done potential, really. You know, you you only look at the top like five to ten prospects and say, okay, these are guys who we expect to move on after this year. When you're in that 50 range, though, that is very much on the table. That top 50 range, being a one and done is very much on the table. And that's a like a tough subject that we can talk about later. We don't necessarily want to be rooting for 
buffs to fail so that they stick around longer. Um, but it is an interesting conversation, not the type of conversation that we've typically had at Colorado um, because of the type of recruits that have come here, you know, that they've had quite a bit of NBA success. So we'll talk about that in a second, but not much in terms of freshmen taking over and proving that they are going to be NBA players in one year. Um, okay. So from here, there are a lot of ways I want to go. Um, and I do want to say that with the football signings and with this signing, um, I have takes on these players, but Justin Guerrero uh, from uh, Rivals spends a lot of time covering this stuff, and we're going to bring him on early next week, and I want to plug that uh, early in this show, uh, first of all, so I don't forget, but also to make sure everybody hears it. Uh, so look out for that. That'll probably be like Tuesday, maybe? Um, but he's going to give us a real breakdown. He's had conversations, and he can tell us what this whole recruiting prospect or process has been like. Uh, but here's what I want to say. And this is something that we talked about in the DMVR lounge today. Um, kind of why we're seeing big names like Quincy Allen come to Colorado. And, and before, you know, last year, uh, in the, I guess in the 2020 class, there was Dominique Clifford, uh, a really big name. He's, he's a point nine five four zero number one Oh nine in this class. Um, Jabari Walker, number 159 in his class, kind of just to show you perspective. Those are guys you should be really fired up again, uh, fired up by, but there's even more on the way to be excited about. The reason I think that, uh, we see a, uh, Quincy Allen sign with Colorado, um, well, there's a bunch of reasons, but I want to start with this one. Um, with Lawson Lovering, the, the reason I wanted to go a little bit in depth there is because he is a very important piece of this process. It's a lot easier to recruit talent when you have talent. And the Buffs have that very obviously on their roster um, and, and with their young guys. You know, Tyler Bay's gone, but you still have McKinley Wright. You still have a, a, a bunch of guys who have very high-end potential, you know, Keyshawn Bartholomew, like I said, Dominique Clifford coming in, and pieces that you see as a core going forward. Lawson Lovering is a piece in Quincy's class that you'd expect to be at Colorado for about the same amount of time that you expect to see Quincy at Colorado, you know, because they, they're going to go through this whole process together. It's a lot easier to come to Colorado when you know that there's somebody in your class who is really talented and when you know that you're going to have good guards in front of you. Keyshawn last year, he redshirted, so he's going to be a freshman this year. Dominique Clifford, he's obviously not been on campus, so he's going to be a true freshman this year. When you're looking for a team that you want to play for, one of the things you really want to be playing with is a veteran guard, an experienced guard, and they're going to have that in that class in front of them, um, and that's important. Having loss and lovering is also extremely important because you obviously have that talent in your class. And I'm kind of talking myself in a circle, and so we're going to break out of that real quick. The reason loss and lovering stayed in this area is because Colorado showed love before any of the national powerhouses did. 
you know, before the recruiting services were on him saying, whoa, this is a guy who's going to do something special at the next level. Now everybody is saying that. Now everybody's in this consensus that that's who he is. But Colorado trusted its instinct. Tad Boyle trusted his instinct and said, whoa, I know this guy's going to play. I don't care that he isn't being given stars by the recruiting services. I don't care that he doesn't have offers from any Power 5 schools. Well, I guess Baylor. I'm not sure if the Baylor offer came first. Um, But that is what recruiting is all about. And that's when you talk to coaches about recruiting, that's what they tell you. When you talk to Matt McChesney, uh, who runs Sixers Strength and Fitness and has been very involved with the recruitment of all of the players he's worked with through there. That's what he says. Good recruiters aren't just guys who can pitch to kids. They're people who can evaluate talent and trust their gut and say, hey, this guy's not getting offers. If we send this guy an offer right now, he's going to sign and we know he's going to be special. That's what they did with Lawson Lovering. And we've just been able to sit back and ride it like it's a stock almost. We've got we've get to see the stars pop up and the rating go up and for him to move up the draft boards and know he's already in Colorado's pocket. That's something they already have. It's not like saying, hey, here's this quarterback who we really like and we're recruiting hard. And during the recruiting process, things start to get better. And you're just like, ah, I, I hope he signs soon because he's going to keep getting more and more hype. Instead, they just had him locked down because they knew their surroundings. They knew that they could get in on somebody first, and that's what they did, and they took advantage of the situation. And look how it pans out. Who knows how much of a factor this is for uh, Quincy. Hopefully, we can get some insights into that from Justin, but it, it, it... it always plays a part. And that's why those wins can multiply. That's why college sports are unlike professional sports. Because when you look at the NBA, you want to tank so that you can get more talent. You look at the 76ers and how they've had that whole rebuild. It's because they've had early picks in the draft, number one picks in the draft. And if you hit on those, then all of a sudden, three years down the line, you're a contender. That's not how college basketball works. The way college basketball works is you finish a season hot, you win 10 of 12 games or whatever it was, and say, hey, look what we've got going. We've got Kin, we've got Tyler Bay, we've got Evan Batty, we've got all of these guys coming back and keeping this program in a very good spot, competing for Pac-12 titles. Well, guess what? Dominique Clifford, you want to come play for us? Look at what we've built. Look at where things are trending. This is great. Plus, trust me, I'm Tad Boyle. I'm going to be here forever. Then the next year. The last month of the season was terrible, but up until that point, it was so much fun. It was potentially the best place that Colorado basketball has been in ever. And that's not tough to say because, you know, you look at the record... I think that was the best regular season record of all time, or they tied it. I think they might have needed one more win to surpass it. But that sells. And then once you get somebody like Lawson Lovering, it makes it easier to bring in even more talent. 
that's what can be so much fun about college sports is that you can just kind of trace all of these things back and say, wow, look at what Tad did then and look at how that was a little positive. And who knows what it did practically, but that's a safe bet to say that it did something. And just all the way through, and now we're seeing this program get to a place where they have the talent to sustain this for five years. That's where they're at now with these signings. Oh, it's so exciting. Uh, so yeah, now the Buffs class is number six in the country, which is absurd to say, and who knows where it will go. I don't know how big this class will be, how many more pieces they'll add. You know, they brought in four guys last year. They brought in two the year before. <sighs> but number six in the country right now, you look at the teams in front of them. You have USC. USC has three commits, though. They're number one, and they're at 94.79 for their average recruit rating, according to 24.7. Colorado's at a 97.93. Number two is Louisville. They have a third commit. Their average is 94.28. Michigan, 93.91, because they have three commits. Northwestern, three commits, 92.64. Michigan State only has two commits, but they have the number one recruit in the country in Imani Bates. They have an average of 98.36. Colorado's at 97.93. That's how tight all of this is. And Colorado, in terms of just the amount of talent that they're bringing in, or the average amount of talent per player, they can go toe-to-toe right now with any other basketball program in the country. How much fun is that? Ah, you know, I really am not a huge like recruiting stars guy because of like a whole bunch of things. But on a day like today, how can you not be? This is just so much fun to see this roll in, to see Colorado <sighs> sign Quincy Allen from a place they don't usually recruit. And we'll, we'll talk more about what exactly he is in a second. Ah, oh, but that's exciting. You know, so many schools were in on him. Boston College, Clemson, Florida, Louisville, Marquette, Miami, Michigan, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Rutgers. So many schools were in on him. And Colorado and Tad Boyle won out. It's, it's crazy. Uh, Before we jump into that, though, um, I uh, want to talk about Breckenridge Brewery. So, my uh, keyboard is currently very sticky. Very, very sticky. Uh, And that's because today on the DNBA show, which is incredible, and if you guys are NBA fans, you should be watching um, Adam Marez and Brendan Vogt and D-Line and Harrison Wynn and all of them every day at 8 on YouTube. um, Or also, I guess it's it's at noon on Fridays, which is what happened today. Uh, when I got the message saying, hey, we're all shotgunning beers on the DNBA show, everybody's welcome. So, obviously, I ran upstairs and and tried to find a beer. There were no beers because we've been drinking a lot of beers. So then I ran out to the garage and I found one warm vanilla Porter Jr. So I grabbed that. I ran up the stairs in the garage I ran through the kitchen, I ran through the living room, I ran down the stairs, I sprinted 
from the bottom of the stairs, past the couch, to my computer, and then sat down, and then immediately poked a hole with a key in that beer, and there was just a stream shooting out of that hole, straight up into the sky. There's a stain the size of a extra-large pizza on the ceiling of my parents' basement from that beer. Uh, there's a stain on my Orlando Pride shirt, which is too bad because I really like that shirt and it's really hard to find NWSL shirts, but I will be doing my best here in a second as soon as I'm done recording this. Um, and also, it got sprayed all over my MacBook. And that was too bad. I was able to get most of it off the screen. I was not able to get most of it off the keyboard. Uh, I thought I did, but recently as I've been typing, I've realized how sticky a dried vanilla Porter Jr. is. I don't know how this is an ad for Breckenridge Brewery, except to say that that in terms of shotgunning the remaining half of a porter, I would not be willing to believe that there is one that would be better to shotgun than the vanilla Porter Jr., Porters usually aren't shotgunning beers, for those of you who don't shotgun. Usually you look for something light, not a beer that's known for its its heft. But it really wasn't that bad of an experience outside of being super sticky and having to sit through the end of the show all sticky and not really having anything to add about anything. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the NBA. But it was a good time. And I'm very glad that I had the opportunity to drink a Breckenridge beer because even when I feel like I'm spending most of my days drinking Breckenridge beers, it does still feel good to add one more. Like, I feel good about it where I say, huh, supporting a local business. And uh, that's a good feeling to have. And I really hate how the light just shows all the stuff that's dried on my keyboard right now. But um, Breckenridge Brewery. Such good people. They make my life so much more fun than it would be without them. And I hope that you guys will let them do the same for you. You can check out the Beer Locator on their website. You can go to uh, Davidson's Beer, Wine, Spirits down south of Denver. You can go to grocery stores. You can go to the DNVR bar. Um, But again, that Breckenridge Beer Locator will tell you where exactly you can find whichever Breckenridge beer it is that you want to try. Okay. Um, more about Quincy Allen, uh, but this time as a basketball player, because that's what really matters here is what happens on the court as, as much as recruiting wins feel like they are important, which I mean, they are, they are, you need talented players to win. Converting talent into wins is what matters. And, uh, you need to know whether you can trust the star ratings Here's what I'll say about that. You can trust the star ratings when it comes to Quincy Allen. He's six foot seven. He's lean. He's he's like your prototypical scoring wing. You know, there 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 may be some flaws to his game. Um, you might want him to be more physical. He he isn't the most explosive, although he can still get up. Like I, I, we tweeted out a video from the DMVR Buffs account earlier of one of his dunks. It's not like that's a problem for him. But the reason why he is the number 48 prospect in the entire country 
is just how fluid he is and the touch and the shooting ability and the finesse. And he can do a lot of other things that you like too, but those aren't the things that are getting his name known across the country. He can shoot from deep, like real deep. He can shoot from mid-range. He can make little floaters. He can get to the rim and just kind of toss something in all craftily. He's just a great scorer. And and when you have somebody like Lawson Lovering, and then at guard you're looking at Keyshawn Bartholomew and Dominique Clifford. Throw oh, Luke O'Brien in there too, my goodness. But this young core... It feels it's so early to be calling it that because we've seen literally none of them on a basketball court at the college level. But I don't know. Like, for me personally, like, you know, I have goals in life and like a whole bunch of things that I want to do um, in terms of like personally, but also professionally. When I see this, though, it makes me think like, oh, I kind of just want to cover the buffs forever. Like, I kind of just want to stay in Boulder and just watch this turn into what it's about to turn into if all goes well. The way these pieces fit together, I, I, I love it. I love it. And again, it's way too early to be as excited as I am, but there's no sports and and I'm not going to take this away from myself because this really is such an exciting time um, with everything going on like for Tab Boyle just be grinding away and all of a sudden having by far the best recruiting class ever is pretty cool uh we should move on to football because there's a bunch of exciting stuff that's happening there too um so yeah I, I don't know I guess we pretty much summed it all up it's just so cool um, Football-wise, though, two signings since the last time we talked. Not signings, commitments. Again, I really, for some reason, like, I've gotten a lot of the things down about, like, college reporting. The whole signing commitment thing, I just absentmindedly screw up way too often for having done this for as long as I've done this now. But, yeah, so two signings since the last time we talked. Uh, yesterday, Thursday, Tyron Taylor the cornerback out of North Carolina signed or committed. My goodness, committed to Colorado. Um, he's an exciting get. Um, 24-7 list him as a safety. I've seen him mostly referred to as a corner. I'd expect him to play corner. He looks a lot more like a corner. Uh, very long. Um, he he looks like a cornerback. Which kind of is that first step. It's one of those things that, you know, we talked about a little bit. Uh, well, we talked about a lot with Mel Tucker and his approach being, you know, get guys who can physically play the part against anybody and how that's kind of shifted, not in a total like 180 type of way, but at least noticeably under Carl Durrell. Um, but Tyron Taylor a guy who looks like he could be an elite safety or a corner. Sorry. He just has that length to be like either a man or cover three type lanky guy. Um, so that's really exciting. It's a good get. Um, you know, 
he isn't the Buffs most highly regarded commit. Um, he is what the the point eight three. Um, I'm actually gonna pull up last year's numbers. There we go, so that we can see what exactly that looks like. There we go. So the point eight three would put him on about the same level as a William Anglin, um, just below Chris Carpenter, a little below Keith Miller, um, about the same spot as Jalen Stryker, although that was a JUCO guy, so that isn't quite the same. But but just so you guys have some sort of reference, just because to me, at least, the numbers can get kind of arbitrary <laughs> until they get really high. Uh, so that's kind of where he would slot in. Um, a very good piece to have, a guy who looks like he's able to develop. I haven't been able to break into film the way that I would like to, um, and we'll definitely dig into him more next week with Justin Guerrero. Uh, the other signing today is Tyus Martin, a defensive tackle out of Jacksonville, Arkansas. He's 6'3", 318 pounds. Again, that's the size you're looking for. You know that he has at least the potential to do something. You know, he he's the point eight six five four, um, number two in Colorado's class behind Eric Olson, right ahead of Zephaniah Maya. Um, and just again for the frame of reference, that put him just ahead of Jake Ray, the tackle through the buff sign last year, um, just ahead of Caleb Foria. And right in front of him would be like the Brendan Rice, Brendan Lewis tier. So that's what we're looking at. That's the caliber of prospect that we're looking at. And what you notice from these two is that these are not places where Colorado is typically pulling recruits. Uh, Arkansas, North Carolina, they're really going everywhere. Then you look at what Tad Boyle did today. Tad signed, uh, or not signed, he, he got the commitment from Quincy Allen who is from D.C., it makes you wonder whether having the virtual visits, everything over Zoom, instead of like looking around and seeing schools around your area, you're seeing, you're just being instantly transported to something totally different. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing, and I'd be curious to ask these coaches what it's like because we have seen them now pull guys from places where we aren't used to seeing them pull guys from. Uh, something worth watching at the very least as this goes forward. Um, and, and now with these two commitments, uh, plus they had another one last week, they're already up to eight. Uh, well, now, and I guess with trust in Oliver, too, that's what makes it eight. Um, a bit of a hot stretch here. Um, we aren't quite sure how many they'll go after, but we may have half of this class solidified. Now... You are missing that top-end talent. You know, there is no Ashad Clayton here. There is no Jason Harris here. But at this point last year, neither of those guys were committed. And what? Ashad committed in October, late October. uh, And then Jason Harris committed right around New Year's. So there is still plenty of time. And what's important is they, they aren't coming up short they aren't coming up flat you're not seeing them say oh wow we were trying to get 16 guys 18 guys whatever that number is well we're halfway through the summer and we only have three we only have four 
that's when it starts to get scary. That's when you need to start offering guys you don't necessarily want to be offering. At this point, they're on pace to fill out all of the scholarships that they're likely trying to fill out. The question is, can they bring in just one or two guys to really ramp things up? You know, right now, Eric Olson, their number one uh, commit. You're, you're, you're not disappointed in that. He's going to be a really good football player. But if you could add just more on top of it, that would be so huge. And that's really what I'm looking for now. The, the days of saying, oh, no they don't have the numbers are over, at least in my mind. Now it's time to see just how high they can raise this bar. Okay. Um, that's going to do it for that. Uh, before we get into the DraftKings pick of the week, I do want to tell you about World Golf Tour. So this weekend, WGT, um, which is World Golf Tour, it's the official gaming partner of DNVR. It's the most downloaded golf game in the world. It's so much fun. And if you go to dmvrgolf.com, you can download it and you can play with us. Um, we've been doing a lot of fun things. If you join the uh, DNVR Clubhouse, then uh, you can join tournaments uh, like this weekend's, which is called The Heater. Hot temps and low scores. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All of these have been a lot of fun. Um, again, there are just so many people playing that when you get to the top, it does feel like an accomplishment, and that's really what I like. Um, there are more than 20 million players around the world. You can play it from anywhere. You There are so many notable courses like Pebble Beach, St. Andrews, Banded Dunes, Wolf Creek, Bethpage Black. So many options, and you can play so many different ways with the stroke play, the closest to the hole, um, match play, all sorts of different stuff. And you can go online and play head-to-head. -head. You can play uh, with other DNVR members. Uh, you don't have to be a member, I guess, to join the clubhouse. Um, but, again, there's so many different ways to play, and they make it so much fun. You know, if you're a big golfer and you want to get yourself a titleist driver, why not try it out in the game first? Because you can do that. So you can do Callaway, Ping, TaylorMade. It's a lot of fun. Hope you guys join us. Okay, uh, before we get out of here, um, we got to talk about the DraftKings pick of the week. So, NWSL, we're going back there. This time I'm getting a pick right. And uh, they're now into the knockout round. Those were today. They were a lot of fun to watch. First this morning, actually, uh, North Carolina Courage played Portland Thorns. Courage won back-to-back -back titles. They won every game in the group stage. Uh, the uh, Thorns, I believe, lost every game in the group stage. They might have drawn one. They think they draw. They definitely didn't win any games in the group stage. I can say that. Uh, and they ended up being the one versus eight matchup um, out of the eight teams in the NWSL. So nobody expected the Thorns to do anything. Really didn't expect them to do anything with Bella Bixby, their dope keeper, out for the first time in this tournament. They actually had to sign... Uh, one of their keep goalkeeper coaches so that they would have a backup player. Like they signed her to the roster for the day because they needed a backup keeper. And it just happened to be that she is the only player in the history of FIFA to win the player of the year award as a keeper for like men or women. And that was like 2012, 2013. I can't, I think Nadine Angerer, that's what it is. Nadine Angerer. Um, she didn't play, 
Um, but that's because the keeper was just on fire against the fastest team in the league. The Thorns were a plus 1,100 underdog going into this game. Nobody thought they had any chance. They scored a goal in the 68th minute, and they held on, and they won, and it was so much fun. Then tonight, uh, there was another game. Let's see, who was that? That was Utah, and that was, oh, uh, Houston Dash. So Utah Royals, Houston Dash, they're playing tonight. Uh goes the distance without overtime like there was a crossbar there was no I guess there wasn't a crossbar there was a post though there was a whole bunch of stuff that was happening it was a lot of fun and then uh goes to the shootout it goes to immediately to a shootout after regulation dash one again all of these games have been so much fun all the way through the tournament and I've been hyping up these knockout round games to everybody I've run into and they're kind of sick of it but um Hopefully they listen because it happened again. Too bad I couldn't wear my Orlando Pride shirt because I got Vanilla Porter Jr. all over it, which was disappointing. But uh, the picks now are going to be for tomorrow, uh, which is Saturday. Um, and the app is still loading. So before I tell you what the lines are, I can at least tell you what the matchups are. Uh, so let's see. Tomorrow morning, these games are at 10.30. Yeah, so early game, 10.30, late game, 8. And uh, the early game, Washington Spirit against Sky Blue. Washington Spirit is Rose Lavelle's team. They've been good, but since that first game, they haven't really had the same spark that they've had uh, in that first game, in Rose Lavelle's first NWSL game since being like the breakout star of the World Cup. That leaves this team in kind of a weird place. Um, this just loaded, and they're at minus 112. Sky Blue is at plus 240. And you know what? I think that that's good value on Sky Blue. Spirit haven't had Rose, I guess. She sat out for most of one of those games and a little bit of another, and that could play a bit of a part but for the most part, that team is kind of disappointed. And as much as I've been pulling for them, they've been breaking my heart. So Sky Blue plus 240, I think that that's probably a pretty good bet, especially with that type of value. Uh, I guess that is the uh, like tie included. That's just the regulation time. Um, I bet it's decided, though. If, I've, if I were to put money on this, which I can't because I'm in Montana, um, that's probably where I'd go. Then in the second game, OL Reign, Chicago Red Stars. Red Stars plus 125 is probably the best option. Um, yeah. Honestly, not much else to add there. They're just kind of the better soccer team. That's what it's looked like, and I'd go with it. Uh, so go Sky Blue FC. Go Chicago Red Stars. Um, but when it comes down to it next week, what I think the next match day might be Wednesday. Uh, that'll be Houston Dash against uh, who won earlier? Uh, Portland. Um, that's a tight one. I'd go Portland. I'd go Portland. Um, so, yeah, those are three picks for you. Hopefully they work out. I wish Tiger was in this golf tournament so I could pound the table and say, put your money on Tiger, even though everybody does it, so the odds are bad. Um, but he blew it, so I can't, and that's too bad. 
But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to do it for today's show. But before I get out of here, I do want to tell you just a little bit more about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, There's so many sports going on right now um, because everything's right around the corner. You know, it's time to start looking at those MLB teams, figuring out who you like, uh, looking at the NBA teams, NHL teams, because this is all coming back in the next few weeks. So dig in, look through all the options on DraftKings Sportsbook's uh, top-rated sportsbook app. It's the number one-rated sportsbook app in the United States. Um, it's all totally above board. It's totally legal. That means that you get the best odds. It means you get odd boosts. And it's the uh, official betting partner of DM. You're helping us out too. Download the do- top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use the code DMVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code DMVR to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway.
Colorado I swag. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag.